When you think about playing Ohio State in the Peach Bowl, the one thing that comes to mind is you want to be dismissive because it's Ohio State and the record against SEC teams. Look, don't be confused about this. Ryan Day has done incredible things at Ohio State. He's actually done things the right way. And yes, that is a slam on Urban Meyer. But the thing that has held him back is a thing that I think will hurt Ohio State in this game. He's still coaching like a new coach. He hasn't evolved as much as other coaches, namely the one to be across the field from him on Saturday night. And I think that will pay off for Georgia in the end. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 337 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. And this is the official, or our official, Peach Ball College Football Playoff Championship preview show. In it, we're going to talk about the game, and then we're going to talk about some of the other ball games. and Tony is sure to throw some shade at some SEC schools that have already played their ball game early in December and have fallen flat on their face. So, without talking any, about Florida. <laughs> so, without any further delay, here's Will to get things started. First off, I've missed everyone. I feel like we have not, uh, not talked since the post-game party, other than the uh, brief uh, post-game uh, event. So, it's good to be back uh, and uh, and talking about the actual football game. I, the SEC Network last night was showing at the Alabama-Georgia National Championship game. Yes. And uh, I've, it's funny, I've watched that, but I've never watched it with like the commercial breaks like they had mm. when they it was played in real time. It's much more, it gets a certain kind of Yuletide log vibe in the background where you're just like, you get back in the rhythms of it and you realize, oh, right, Stetson looked really antsy in the first half and right. And then see, and then that, that, that big interception in the third quarter where it starts to turn everything around, exciting things all around. Um, Help me kind of get back in the swing of things a little bit because uh, it is, it is felt, you know, it, it is. I've, I've joked about this before, but my wife Alexa is a, obviously a big Georgia fan. She's a Georgia fan, longer than I've been a Georgia fan, and her. I wouldn't say it was a complaint, but I would say you know we've discussed this a few times. The idea that like the games have not always been. I mean, Georgia's won how many in a row? They take away the loss in the SEC championship game. There's not been a lot to sweat about in like a long time other than the Missouri game. And it feels like a weird upshift to like, I feel like everyone's kind of working their way up to, oh, wow, like this whole thing could fall apart in a second if things go <laughs> wrong on Saturday. And it, to get kind of vibed up to that point, we'll talk about the game itself. I will say just 10,000 feet up, uh, I wish they were playing USC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean that to say that I think their their that Ohio State is uh, is favored or or we should be terrified, but I think you can make an argument at I don't think there's a question at their best, and this is the key thing when you talk about uh, their coach at their best. I think Ohio State is the second, maybe even close to the first most talented team that's in the playoff right now. I think that I would I I think Michigan is better coached. And has stuff set up, but I can handle that because I think Georgia is also very well coached and is also has things very well, very well set up. I feel I would feel more comfortable. This is my big hot take on this. I would feel more comfortable playing Michigan in the first round, agreed, than Ohio State. 
TCU, obviously, we'd feel more comfortable playing them. But I think I would feel more comfortable playing Michigan. Not because, I mean, Michigan just smoked Ohio State, so that's, I, but Ohio State, if they can get it, everything aligned, they've got the talent to match Georgia. And that doesn't mean that, I mean, if they, if they had been able to follow that through all the year, they'd be playing TCU right now and Georgia would be playing Michigan. So obviously that did not happen. But uh, when once USC lost, this was prob- pretty clear it was going to be the matchup. And it's not my favorite matchup. Uh, it's not my favorite matchup because when you look at the things that have caused Georgia trouble around the year, those are generally Ohio State's strengths. They have not always accentuated those strengths. They've not always taken advantage of those strengths. But those are the things that they can do. And uh, I, I think it's interesting. You know, Obviously, Michigan TCU plays the first game, so we'll see what happens with that. But this feels that feels more like the undercard to me, if I'm being entirely honest. And with the main event, Georgia. I think whoever wins between Georgia and Ohio State, I don't know if Vegas will favor that team if they play Michigan. Or if Ohio State beats Georgia, I don't know if Vegas will favor Ohio State over Michigan, but I would favor Ohio State over Michigan. I, you know, and, and how the Peach Bowl's at 8 o'clock kick and the Michigan TCU game's 4 o'clock, even though it's kind of out west. So I'm guessing that was determined after the matchups because had it been Georgia versus TCU, you, you're guaranteed that was going to be the 4 o'clock and the Michigan-Ohio State rematch right, right. would have been 8 o'clock. Is that correct? I mean, I would, were I would, these set ahead of time? Oh, yeah. No, okay. no. This is, this is TV. Okay. This is about TV. ESPN, right. when, when ESPN got the matchup from the College Football Playoff Committee, they, they decided where that game was going to get slotted. Mm-hmm. And this was the correct time. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, Obviously. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Michigan TCU feels like an undercard, and that's something against Michigan. It's a little bit against TCU, but it, it's it feels it feels like an undercard. Like I, I have to say, it feels it just it does. It so does let me ask you this before we get on to anything else: Had it been Georgia, USC, and say somehow Michigan, Ohio State, which one would have oh, been? Oh, that'd been eight o'clock. The rematch would have been eight o'clock. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the way to look at this is that you have the number one team in the nation, who's the defending national champion playing one of the biggest fan bases in college football. I mean, it's the thing, look, take a second and talk about host eight. Um, let's put aside Kurt Herbstreet's rants about no one respecting Mark Richt um, and his, his abiding hatred of Georgia. Ohio State University, as much as I don't care for them, they're a massive, they're massive so property. Huge. Right. They, they, they underappreciate how many people go to Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, they've had 50,000 undergraduates for 40 years. Yeah. Like, like Georgia is. still is not the same size as Ohio State University. Um, and there are very few, there are very few state universities with athletic programs like Ohio State who are that big and have been for as long as they have. There's a great stat of alums in New York City. What university have the most alums in New York City? It's Maryland. One, no, one is Penn State. Yeah, that's really? one is okay. Penn State. Well, Penn State's been the same way. Like they've had yeah. fifty thousand undergrads for yeah. fifty. Years. And I think Ohio State is three. <clears throat> Ohio State is three of the most alums, the, the colleges with the most alums that live in New York City. That's remarkable because there's also like a lot of colleges in New York City. Like Ohio State is massive, 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 and all they care about. Is this like this is this is well, like they that, have a, that and wearing hoodies, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and and jerking it uh, yeah, around Carl Monday in the uh, in the parade <laughs> bathroom, but that's a that's a law and very library, excuse God, me. That's, that's a whole that's a whole dead throwback for you, great back in the that day. Is, woo, woo, Carl Monday, old home day, just, yeah, old Carl, home day guys. Carl Monday just retired a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Sunday. So, um, but anyway, the point is that, like, you know, I think that like Ohio State is 
I know that there is a certain sort of, well, the Big Ten, the Big Ten, it's not the SEC. And I get that, and I understand that. There is no, uh, even Vanderbilt is not a Northwestern equivalent. Uh, Ohio State is, like, this is a, if you were to put a Mount Rushmore of college football properties, Ohio State's on it. Yeah, I don't, I don't absolutely. think there's any So if there's only four, is it like Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Notre Dame? Uh, or Georgia, yeah. And or or yeah. Southern Cal. I mean, I, I mean, wouldn't put Southern Cal there. I wouldn't. I well, I mean, yeah. I will put it this way, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way. If you're talking about over the course of history, Ohio State's, as Ohio State's on there before Georgia. Sure. Right? Yeah. Just oh, I don't think it's a question. As far as history, the things I, I think done. Ohio State and, and Michigan are both there, too. Right. And I'm not, look, I'm They not, get a better case over Alabama than they do have over, over, over Georgia or Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. I think I'm not trying to like, and I'm not trying to pump Ohio State up. I I think I'm on the record. It's not caring for them very much at all. Um, So, you know, I think the interesting part about all of this, and I agree with you, Will, the the matchup that gives me the most pause of all the potential options out there would have been Ohio State because of their talent. I mean, you look at the blue chip ratio, you look at their average um, recruiting rankings over the past five years, you look at, I mean, look, they were in the national championship game three years ago, yeah. right? Or two years ago. I mean, they won the first one. <laughs> right, right. They, but, I mean, you know, yeah. they beat, um, who, did they beat Alabama or Clemson? In the first one? They beat Oregon. No, they lost. The I'm sorry. They lost to, yeah. uh, yeah. the first one they beat Oregon. They lost to Alabama in 20, right? Do I have to get, let's, we'll, uh, Chad, Chad, check that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think, let's see. Um, but, you know, they, this is not, if, if you're hanging your hat on, well, Kirby's been there. Ryan Day's been there too, right? Ryan Day lost uh, his first season in the helm. He lost in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, and then the next year um, lost in the national championship game, right? And it actually events, like that's that's Clemson's last two times in the college football playoff. No, I guess Clemson got in. Unless in the remember, year, Georgia started this season third in the polls. Yeah. Ohio State was ahead of them. <laughs> like the idea that like the, the talent is obviously there. And you know, whatever, I mean, they they've – the idea, uh, it's hard to be a Georgia fan and be like, well, I hope we have enough talent <laughs> to be able, like, clearly Georgia is stacked as well. But the point is, is the whole thing that George, listen, Georgia does a lot of things well, but like the whole strategy, the whole plan is to have more talent than the other team and don't screw up the more talent than you have than the other team. Don't screw that up. And I think they've obviously been very good at that. But the only fear is, there are two fears as a Georgia fan. Where they are, where we are as a team, as a organ, as a franchise, and as a as a, a whole foundational thing is Georgia can lose one of two ways. They can lose because they're not into it and they're not there that day. That's really hard to do. Missouri was they handed it to them and they still didn't lose. Yeah, and so that's hard to do. You, last time I think that happens probably South Carolina, and the talent level has risen considerably since. Right. Then. Or you face a team that's got close to your talent or as much talent, and you don't execute. Yeah. I don't think TCU is that team. I think Michigan is close to that team. I think Ohio State is that team. I think Ohio State is, and I think listen, Ohio State has had execution problems. That's why they got smoked by Michigan. But the notion that like this is this is a, Georgia loses one of two ways, and it's hard to imagine a way they lose in the playoff. Like they were like sleepwalking going in as they were in Missouri. You'd have to think they'd be up no matter what. So the only teams that can beat them, I think, are teams with that high level of talent. TCU is not that team. Ohio State is that team. Yeah, and I think one of the things that um, – I, I think 
when you talk about that talent, one of the things that gives me pause is what happened in the second half of the SEC championship game. Uh, I, you know, Ohio State definitely has the wherewithal uh, between their quarterback, uh, Stroud, and those two receivers uh, to to really, like, stretch the field and just like, you know, screw it, guys. Let's just go do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s – if, he, if he's not an All-American, he should yeah, be. Yeah. Uh, and um, Igbuka is, um, is a nice compliment. Both of them are fast. Both of them are able to to shake coverage. I mean, Georgia has to play better on the back end than they played in the second half of the of the SEC championship game. Why do you think that happened? Do you think- well, I, it's a good question. I was sitting here thinking. It's like I think part of it happened. Um, well, there were two things that happened, and and they were concurrent. First off, Georgia went away from there. Uh, Georgia was running press coverage early, press coverage and doing handoffs, um, and they. Um, they got away from that. I think they just said, you know what, we'll let you do some chunks. I mean, look at it this way. Nussmeyer only had three long pass plays. They went two of them went for touchdowns, but right, he I mean the rest of the time, I mean, he was when if when I looked at his stats, I was a little surprised that they were like, you know, twelve of twenty four, because I expected him to be like seventeen of nineteen or something. Because it felt like every time he's turned around, he's throwing a massive bomb. But the reality was it's like he was either throwing the ball in the dart or he was he was completing a massive play. Um, I don't think Georgia lets off the gas defensively regardless of what the score is and game state is. Um, and I think that's what happened. Now, when I say let off the gas, I don't mean quit playing hard. They just switch up their defensive. I, which I get. They I Instead get. of rushing forward, they, they really play contain on the inside. What would you have done at halftime in that game? Like, like we all thought, they're like, oh, yeah, they got this. this yeah. Point. Well, I mean, Georgia, for the record, they did have it. Well, <laughs> the reality is it's like Kirby – like the game plan was okay. We're going to run the ball and we're going to shorten the game, and that worked fine a couple of times. But it, you know there were a couple of times where we just didn't execute running the ball. Um, the the good news when you look at this game, I mean, after what Michigan did to them running the football, I'm not. I'm a lot less worried about running the football against them if I have to. And the reality is, is that I'm not saying Georgia's going to do this. I could see us coming out and really trying to go with them running the football early and establish dominance and just like really plumb down and um, and defensively do the same thing we could, did against Tennessee, which is um, pressure in the middle with Carter. Um, it's like like wherever Harrison and Buka go, you know they got somebody on them and they got over top coverage and you let the linebackers roam free. And just basically dare Stroud to either stand in the face of pressure, which he is not good at, or dare him to run, which he hates to do, or dare him to throw short over the middle to tight ends or running backs where you basically are facing a matchup issue with, um, you know, Nolan Smith out there hunting for a head. Um, I mean, that, that's kind of what you, that's kind of what you're out there dealing with. I'm glad you brought that about Stroud because this is not, he's not Bryce Young. No, 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 no. Like, no, he, he is not yeah. that kind of dude. Extraordinary quarterback. Yeah. Extraordinary. But Young ca- specifically caused Georgia so much trouble. He's Jalen Hurd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's Jalen Hurd. Right? Hurd. And, uh, like, I mean, uh, like, can that's... I, can I stop you? Because yeah. people are yelling at their microphone right now. Nolan Smith's out for the year. Not Nolan Smith. I'm and then sorry. it's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So I'm I'm just no, I'm just saying because no, I know I'm people. On a roll. Are, yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm at, I'm at Beal. <laughs> so um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah it's Jalen Hurts, right? J- Jalen Hurts. Uh, I was happy to see that Jalen Hurts settled with Johnny Depp. Though. Yes, that's yeah. Amber Amber Hurts. Uh, yeah. By the way, I have to say, watching Army Navy. Had no idea which monkey was coaching. I was convinced I knew. Did you I just don't. tweet the last name? Is that all you did? Yeah, I was just like, 
there's a monkey out there. Not, <laughs> I, one might be my offensive coordinator. One might be the head coach of Army. Might be the same guy. I've never seen them together. <laughs> um, yeah, so he he is the quarterback for for, for the Eagles. Jalen, right? So right, he is. Um, he's tall. He's big. He's mobile. Can move a little bit. Does not like to. Yeah. Right. And where teams have gotten after him. I mean, look, the Northwestern team, who is the second worst team in the Power Five, just got their ass smoked by uh, by in the last game of the year by my life. Yes, they did. But they they only won that game like something stupid. Oh yeah, like they played terrible. Seven, and the weather was weird that game. Sure, yeah, sure. The weather was weird. I get that, but. Like they had to score a late yeah. touchdown to make it a two score game against Maryland, who basically who did not burn it up. Right. So, and both of those you can lay at the feet of getting pressure on Stroud and Day being unwilling to like figure out something. Run, go run the offense. Go run the offense. Um, that's the thing. Like yeah. they got out coached. They got out coached. They got out coached twice in those Michigan. It's games. hard to see. Kirby getting out coached by this guy. It's just hard to see that. I have to it say, it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. It's just hard to see. I, I mean, I think it is telling that I think Andy Staples wrote about this that before USC lost, getting Ohio State in the playoffs, he was like, "This is where we are with Ohio State. Like their alums are furious with Day." And again, that's such a crazy rivalry that if you lose two in a row, yeah. like Harbaugh yeah. was like basically. Brought that program back from the brink, but couldn't beat Ohio State, so they wanted him gone. And had he not beat him last year, would he have been gone? He might have been gone. That's what I'm saying. And 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 frankly, there are stories about he wanted to leave after last year anyway uh, to to go coach uh, in the NFL. So I think that is listen. I think talent wise, Georgia is a little better than Ohio State, but certainly close enough that like close enough for government work. But um, I think the advantage. Scheme and adjustment wise is so clearly Georgia that you can't help but wonder if that's a big part of what's going to happen here. But whatever, I mean, like Ohio State's got four weeks to plan for this game. I sure. mean, they got. I mean, you know, this, this is if there's ever a time where they're going to have it together, they, this certainly seems. You know, and, uh, and Kirby's uh, just having the guys show up in Atlanta, no practice. Oh yeah, they have, I don't think they've even met, right? Yeah. I don't think. Um, but and I mean, I had a lot of guys leave. To no, me, to me, I, I still feel like Stetson's going to be the thing they're going to go after. I still feels like that is that's the thing, and okay. we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But I feel like that's the that's the thing. I think that's a, that's. I think they try to force him into mistakes. I think that is how they do it. Yeah, I think that. And we saw just for what it's worth, we've seen a little bit. He's obviously been great. He's still. He's he's got a little uh, he, he he like he's he's he gets a he gets a kick out of himself yeah. sometimes when yeah. he's yeah. Baker uh, Baker Mayfield has a little bit of Stetson in him. Yeah, I mean, uh, and whatever. Like again, we love this about Stetson, but yeah, yeah I, I'm glad you brought that up. Because this I, is a great joke about Stetson. People people that don't pay to watch Georgia football act like he's Trent Dilfer. He's not Trent Dilfer. He is like he's got more farm in him than we really want, but like. Until something amazing happens, you're like, oh, yeah, look at that far in him. That's so awesome. So that's the thing. But I guarantee have, other teams are, are sh- playing. There are shots for that. Um, <laughs> there are teams that are planning on exploiting. Yeah. I mean, look, you if you. I guarantee you that's what Michigan's going to do. Yeah. If you. Look, if you. There is entirely a world where Stetson goes has a Stetson game. Right? Because, you know, he, uh, he got invited to the Heisman. Um, he wants to go out and show they were wrong for voting him fourth, I guess. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's kind of cool. He got yeah, <laughs> right? Right. You got a free trip to New York and got uh, all the hype. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there, there's not 
it's not wrong to look at that as a possibility. And I think you do kind of go after him. I mean, look, the thing that Ohio State is bad at defensively is, especially the last back half of the season, is explosive plays. They don't give up a bunch, but when they give them up, they give them up. Like Michigan had two 70-yard runs. Uh, Maryland had two 60-yard pass plays, right? I mean, they give them up. And that little – all I can think of is that little tight end scene pass with yeah. Bowers running by himself right between the two safeties in – or that's you the know, play. That's the play, right? Or like the the t- the first touchdown pass against Tennessee, which it wasn't really a wheel route. I think it was a, like an in and out route. Um, who had that? Well, the first oh the first was it Rosemary Jackson? Maybe Rosemary Jackson right in the back of the end zone. No, yeah. no, no. It was no, a McConkey. 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 Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, Kogi's okay, by the way. Yeah, as far as I know, he's going to play. Yeah, he was like, basically okay at the end of that game. He had, he had a sleeve on his knee and he had tweaked that. Yeah, I think he just had, he just bummed knee and just banged it on the ground. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think when, I, I think that's what you'll see Georgia try to do if they open it up. Although I'm still not convinced that Georgia didn't just run, run the ball at him and see what happens. Um, because they're, they're, Look, you're basically putting Ohio State. Ohio State, if they have – I mean, they're probably going to run Missouri's defensive game plan because it worked, right? And the thing is, is like it was weird how Georgia didn't adjust to that until the fourth quarter. I say weird because, you know, clearly they had a game. They had a way to the scheme out of that. Maybe they thought, well, we'll keep trying to do what we're doing and see if we can break, break the press or whatever. Then we'll do something different. Can't do that against Ohio State. Ohio State would jump on you twenty-one nothing, and I, I'm, I, it's not that I don't think Georgia can come back because I think they can. But, that's, the, <laughs> but you don't want to. You certainly that's not the way you want to do it. That's not the way you want to do it. No. So, no. um, yeah, ooh, 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 um, so one other thing I do want to I do want to talk about uh, with with Ohio State, uh, they are missing their second leading rusher. Um, he, uh, and they're also losing Jigma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think almost season, okay. right? He, I think there was a hope that the extra month off would be able to get yeah. him back. I think he quite reasonably said, "I'm going pro next year. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to make it back for this." Right, game. and not push it. Yeah. So, which yeah. I think is a perfectly logical thing to do. Yeah. If I, he were, it's not like he was fully healthy mm-hmm. and opted out of a semifinal game. Right. 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 So, yeah, I think uh, Trayvon Henderson, um, the second leading rusher. I think that's a bigger deal because they're going to be. They're basically going to have a freshman uh, picking up the. He's, he's done fine picking up those rushes. He's just not. He doesn't run as hard. He's not as physical as as Henderson. Um, so that is something to look at. Also, when you think about what Ohio State wants to do uh, offensively, they, you know they're you know play wise they are relatively balanced. Um, they have you know a little over thirty five hundred passing yards, a little over twenty three hundred rushing yards on the season. Um, yeah, they have been. They've been really good with the exception of a couple of games, uh, most notably the Northwestern game. Um, it's I realize it's a it was a weird weather day, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is that they only got 207 rushing yards in a day with a wind with 170 miles an hour or 60 miles an hour or whatever against Northwestern. That was like the second lowest rushing total Northwestern gave up all season. Um, you're you're the cream of your conference. I mean, I mean to put it this way, just to put it in terms everyone can understand. Um, that is 2000, at least the way Ohio State sees themselves, and I think the Big Ten probably sees them. That is 2009. I'm sorry, 2015 Alabama. Um, 
barely win against Vanderbilt. Um, and not really having an answer when game script goes against them and when the weather goes against them. Yeah, the day thing is, an, I mean, it's an issue, man. And, yeah. like, it is an issue. I don't think there's any question there's an issue. It's an issue. Um, so I'm, I'm curious. I don't know if you have a next thing you want to get to. But I'd like to talk about vibes. Can we talk about vibes for a sure. second? Sure. Love it. Um, you, you know, it is... Sartorial vibes? No, yes, yes. Uh, we, we'll get into it. I think Scott's got us covered sartorially. But it is... I think the way this season has kind of played out it is almost like Tony, you've done a really good job of kind of reminding everyone that these are the high times. This is the good times. Appreciate everything that you've got. It's still, I'm not sure it's really kind of wrapped around a lot of people's minds that like Georgia is two win games where they will be clearly favored away from winning their second consecutive national championship. Um, and Stetson Bennett is about to, <laughs> is the guy of all freaking people, uh, is, could be the guy that wins two of those. Uh, I'm not sure we've wrapped our minds around. And it's funny, we were talking about, uh, none of us are going to, to, to the peach ball. ball. Yeah. And I think that, well, and, I tried, but my ticket allotment points total is about 25,000. Short from uh, just get in. Just write a check and tell them to hold on to it for twenty five years. Right. Um, but I, I've, I have certainly anecdotally found that a lot of people with the game being at eight o'clock on New Year's Eve and having to deal with all. I mean, that game is. I mean, we all see what happens with playoff games all the time. Like, be, does anybody watching think, the peach drop inside the peach? Does bowl. anybody think Michigan TCU is going to be over by the time that Georgia starts? I don't. Oh, we won't kick off until that game's over. Yeah, so like the game's gonna start late. Yes. So like it is gonna unless be unless it's a blowout, blowout, and that they're just running the ball. Yeah. That's not what TCU does. Yeah. Like I have to say that like if, if eight is a optimistic start time for that game. And so you're looking, you may get out of there at one o'clock in the morning, possibly. So forget seeing the ball drop, you're getting out into Atlanta traffic. You get out there next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and getting out in Atlanta traffic at one o'clock in the morning on New Year's morning. It's right. a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And I think that you are seeing ticket prices are still expensive, but they're not. I've paid a lot more for SEC championship games than, uh, than if you wanted to get into this game right now. And I think that, like, A, that's, that's first world problems, right? The idea that your, your team is, that we're like, oh, yeah, well, we'll see if, well, I'll, I'll cancel my Airbnb in LA if something goes wrong in this game. But I think it's telling that. If Georgia were to lose this game, like it would obviously it would stink. We would be very upset. We would have a grouchy uh, post game. It would hard to. It, it would feel like the wrong way for like the Stetson story to end. But on the whole, it would be would be all right. <laughs> like I think we'd be all right, and I think that and I think that that is generally kind of telling of the four teams that are in this playoff. The one like Michigan is like their faces are melting off trying to get this thing. They are they are the uh, I used, I used to do my rankings of the most tortured college football fan bases and Georgia and Michigan were always one too because mm-hmm. by torture I mean you have to be oh, yeah, yeah. very invested but also go a long time since winning one. Georgia was one now Georgia's not one because they just won but Michigan's clearly the next one. It's the it's the Cubs and then the Guardians or it's the 
Browns and then the Lions or whatever you want to do. And I think that's so they are losing their minds. TCU, I mean, they, they're happy to be there. They're happy to be there, but like shit, man, they may never get this close again. Yeah. So and then Ohio State, they they want to get back to the place they feel like they belong in the first place. If all like if Georgia loses, and we'll get to predictions, but like if Georgia loses. I mean, it will. I'll be mad. And it'll be frustrating, and, and and Los Angeles will be a lot less fun because I won't get to see everybody. It'll be all right. Georgia won the national championship last year. That's <laughs> kind of amazing. All going to happen. And I think that is really what's interesting is I won't feel that way if in five years they haven't won one since. Like if they lose this one and don't win another one in five years, then you have the Dodgers problem, or you have the Cubs problem, or you have the old Chicago Bears problem, where you have this one year where you do it mm-hmm. and then you never get another one, and it actually is different. It actually feels different. Dodger fans they won the World Series in twenty twenty, but they don't. No one thinks it's real. They think it's the COVID year. They think it wasn't a real thing, and. They, and was they, that the first time since '88? That was the first time since '88. Okay, and they like, but they've also been so good. They ain't gonna year. win it this year, right? yeah. And, and so that, that to me, that's what's kind of amazing about it is that like right now it feels like oh, I mean, like they won last year. Obviously, we want to win. We're gonna be mm-hmm. there, but they'll be all right because we'll still have won last year. It'll be great. Cut to five years from now. If you haven't won one, you will be clawing your eyes out about that stupid Ohio State loss. In the, you, had, you were in Atlanta. You were, you were all right there in front of you. And so I think it's important to remember uh, when, when you're looking into this game and when you think of the stakes involved, what imagine a scenario where you don't win a national championship in the next five years. If you have trouble imagining that scenario, imagine the last 40 years before last year. And it will come, imagine that happening eight times. Like it's not that hard to imagine. But I think that... This is part of being Alabama and part of being spoiled is the idea that it feels like, well, we've made the court, we've made the semifinals. We're expected to win. But if we don't, that's okay. We won last year. We've all got our banners in our front yard still. It was still amazing. We all got COVID in Indianapolis. It was so fun. We all had a great time. But like you, this may not happen again. Like this may not happen again. Who knows for crying out loud uh, when they, when they expand the playoff. It's going to be three, could be three extra rounds. You got to get to even get to this point. Yeah. So the, like it is a special rare thing to be here and that should not be lost. And I think if, if we do not kind of appreciate not just being here, but like, seriously, you have to win when you're here. You may go a long way without getting there again. I think I'd feel a whole lot more like say, say they lost the game. That's kind of you, how you kind of position that I'd be a whole lot more nervous energy oh my gosh what are we going to do if we lose if tennessee and or alabama had made the playoff so but the fact that they're not there well then i mean if if tcu up and wins it it's kind of like all right you know but if georgia if you're saying georgia doesn't win it i agree with you with the three teams that we're positioned with it wouldn't be as big of a letdown disappointment. I'm going to throw my sucker in the dirt type Cause, thing. Cause you got to eat it from Tennessee. If Tennessee over. or Alabama, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, but of course, I guarantee you Alabama fans gonna be like, "Wow, well, right. we we'd have won it. We want to come. We'd have won it." Yeah. And, and I'll put it this way: if you went back and listened uh, to our pregame podcast for Alabama Georgia, uh, the national championship game in 2018, mm. do you remember the one thing we kept talking about? Hey, you know what? While we're here. Let's do it. We might as well go ahead and win it. And implicit in that notion is we're obviously going to be back here. This is earlier <laughs> than we thought we were going to be here. We, and you know what? It took five freaking years, four freaking years to get back. 
right? There was a lot of time in the wilderness there. It required a complete. It required a do over, uh, a makeover at offensive uh, offensive coordinator. It required eating it against LSU. It required poor Aga being attacked by a bull. Like think about all the things that happened in that time. Like it feels like the the one to one from eighteen to last year was closer than it was. There was a lot of doubt, <laughs> and we shouldn't forget that. There was a lot of time in that game. We thought, oh, we'll be back here. It, hopefully, we'll beat Alabama. It'll be awesome if we do. But if we don't, we're going to be back here soon. But they weren't back there soon, and so I think. And it that, was in Atlanta. <laughs> and so to me, that's the the idea is this notion of. Uh, I guess it's a weird position to argue that, like, you should take a loss harder than you might if they lose. But you should understand how rare these opportunities are and how you have to take advantage of them when they're there. Yeah, I hear you on one hand. On the other, um, (laughs) I mean, I guess the only one that pits on the other, having lived through, you know, 20 years of almost with coach Rick and 20 years before that of whatever that was after 83 or four, um, it doesn't in hindsight. Now I I agree with you in the moment it felt fraught, but in hindsight it's like we, we lost the SEC championship game in two years to the national champion. And I mean, if 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 you live in the pre, uh, the premise that I do that the, the SEC championship should be a quarterfinal every year, um, it probably was this year. It certainly was for for Georgia for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Might have been for Georgia had it, the game had 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 Georgia. I mean LSU had Georgia lost. Probably Georgia still got mm-hmm. in. Um, I um I keep thinking that of the four teams that are here, the two teams that are most poised to be back within two years or playing in the beach bowl. No, um, I agree. I and, agree. and uh, yeah, I think you're right about TCU. Who knows what Sonny Dyke pulls out of his hat, but um, I, I think the odds are um, Harbaugh winds up coaching in the NFL. Uh, are a, regardless of what happens on, on New Year's Eve and or in Los Angeles uh, before Michigan has the opportunity to get back. Um, so that is a long way to say, like, I hear you and I don't disagree with you that if we, if we don't win it this year and then we turn around and don't get back for five years, people are going to be pulling their hair out, basically pulling a Ryan day with Kirby yeah. smart. Um, on the other hand, and I'm not saying it can't happen. It's just hard to see. <laughs> I'm just saying that like, it's funny going to your point, Scott, about there's no other SEC team, so you don't have to eat it from them. But you know, I mean, God, we'll have to hear from everybody. Well, of course, Georgia failed the SEC. Of course, which, by the way, I'm on the record. All y'all kiss my ass, okay? I agree, I am. but like, but you, you know what? What? What's the? Uh, what's the old? Uh, the old uh, uh, Richard Pryor line? If I were the heavyweight champ, I'm going to mash potatoes. <laughs> and like, if you win two in a row, you get to. In the mashed potatoes. All you want. All you want. And you make a like, movie about it. You're the champ. You're the champ. And like and, and the champ, that is a defeat. Like, I'll put it this way. You could argue now, for a long time, we've been like, is Georgia at the Alabama? We want to get to the Alabama spot. We want to get the Alabama spot. You are the champ. You are the 
thing if you win two national championships in a row and go undefeated the second season. That's Alabama has yeah, not done that. You, you, <laughs> pretty, you pretty much do have to win this game to be that, though. You've yeah. got to win this game. You've got to win in, in you got to win weeks. the championship. Yeah. And, like, you may never get that opportunity again because, you know, to win two in a row, you have to actually go win another you one gotta, yeah. and then do it again. Right. Like, this is a rare opportunity. And if we want to be that, listen, you, sure, we could be Auburn. And just win one, and then hopefully sometimes the stars align to win another one. Or you can be Alabama, and you can win two in a row. And I feel like uh, there, I, I guess I'm just arguing, arguing for more general urgency of the now that I necessarily feel like I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I would agree with that. Uh, look, I, I don't mean to sound like... I don't mean to sound like I'm not excited about this. I'm not nervous about that. I am nervous about it. It's probably the first game this season other than maybe Oregon. I've been actually like, no, it's the first game this season I'm nervous, nervous about. Right? I wasn't terribly worried about LSU. I wasn't terribly worried about Oregon because I was still basking in my post-national championship climax high. <laughs> um, and I, you know, there was never really a game this season, even Tennessee, where I was like, well, look, we could lose. I mean, Missouri was the only game. Yeah, but I mean, I was no nervous pregame. I was a pre. Yeah. I was nervous pregame. Right, 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 right. Right. I'm I was at saying. a freaking Cardinals game during that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, for the record, what three years ago you were? That was uh, the famous, uh, famous to us because we talked about it on our podcast. You were freaking out, and like Will and I are trying to calm you down against Missouri when Georgia was had a close game versus Missouri. Yeah, but that was before. Yeah the national championship and before we kind of got at ease it just sucks if you get only one like the number of examples that you can talk about the chicago bear 85 bears are the most i'm worried about the braves after last year it's just like just getting one is obviously awesome but it's different when you get two and it's particularly different when you get two in a row oh yeah and that opportunity is i'll put it this way if they don't get two in a row we are now looking I'm going to be uh, – I find most people in their 50s quite handsome and virile. But if they're going to be in there – if they're going to do it again, I'm going to be in my 50s when that happens. Like this is a really, really hard to win two in a row. It's right there in front of you. Oh, my you God. do it. I might not be in my 50s when it happens. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> – that's what I'm saying. You just got to do it. It means like, – like current Dodgers, Cubs – uh, the Astros had this until they won this year. Like, you can be awesome, but if you just win one, you are you might as well be the 06 Cardinals who won 83 games. You become and, a trivia question. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. They won that one the year. The Royals. But if, exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you win two, mm-hmm. there is no denying you. And no one can say, you can stay the mashed potatoes and no one's going to stop you. I thought that was a Beastie Boys line. It's, a, it's from a Richard Pryor. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's both, actually. Yeah. So. It's um, them sampling Richard Pryor. Gotcha. Yeah. I, so, Scott, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spent this season with 7-6 Apparel as our sponsor, our podcast sponsor. Right. Um, I don't – I mean, we're still playing football. Are they still our sponsor? The season's still going, according to Chase. That's, Love it. That was the text that he sent me. Love it. And, um, and you know, the of course, they've got Peach Bowl shirts. They've got uh, – some new junkyard and the mailman and HBTD shirts. Uh, I'm kind of fond of the one that says, no, my, uh, what, what is it? My boss is not a Georgia Tech grad. You know, kind of saying like, look, you know, oh, that's an old like joke. It. Um, but I spoke with Chase this week and he was like, you know what? You know, the, the listeners have been loyal 
and they've worn out that free shipping. They've worn it out. WSLS. He was like, he's going to one up it on the the little uh, things that you type in as the promo code. He's going to give 25% off. In addition to free shipping. No, no. I mean, I think if you order enough, you're going to... You're yeah, gonna $75, right? He's going to give 25% off if you use the code WSLS25. 25. So WS- WSLS25. Celebrating and our 25th year of podcasting. Here's the... Here's the <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. You can't prove it's not. Here's the fun thing you can do. You can go in there, say you select a shirt... And it's under $76. Well, maybe the WSLS code works best for you. But say you're going to go for a big, big purchase, 200 bucks or something like that. Drop that WSLS 25 code in because you already qualify for the free shipping. Right. And then you've got 25% off that 200 bones. Celebrating our 200th years of podcast. <laughs> Love right. it. Love it. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm sorry that Chase Kelly is not playing a bowl game uh, with Michigan State. Right. But love him doing this. Um so if you get a chance to go out there, Scott, you can find them on Instagram, Twitter, or on the internet at the76.com. On the internet, it's the76.com. On the social media sites, Just seven, Twitter, six. Instagram, I'm sure they're on Facebook. It's apparel. 76 Apparel. Yes, which is very easy if you ask me. I mean, we're the same on all three. But you know when you've got when you've got a whole lot of moving parts and oh, we've uh, been doing this since MySpace. So. We've we've got a web store that's pretty defunct, I would say. So they know what they're doing over there. We have a web store. We do. We do. <laughs> we we just have no inventory. It's defunct. It's no inventory. Okay. Just email us and ask us what you want. <laughs> and you I can will just create Venmo it. Us. I will, yeah, just send us a Venmo. <laughs> send us, yeah. It's uh, you know what we should do? We should just have uh, donations available. Godfrey is we should thirty-eight. Do. Are we doing God cameo? Are we doing? We should, we we should cameo? do cameo. Why yeah. are we not doing cameo? How much cameo? would we charge God. if you're on cameo? A dollar. A dollar. I, I think don't you know. have to have a minimum of forty-five thousand dollars. So <sighs> okay, I, well, I could do. Maybe that. what we say is we only do one cameo per year, and it's forty-five thousand dollars. I feel okay. like that's a that's great right. way to not get a cameo, though. That well, no, there, there's some people out there that man. just want status. Oh, Scarcity demand. I feel like we could get them. I would do more than that for $45,000. I'm not going to tell you how much I would do. <laughs> oh, but I would, I would do a lot. <laughs> oh, I would eat chicken wings without my shirt on. Oh, I will. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm just willing to go bigger than that. 45 but, uh, split three ways is still pretty good. Just, uh, I can't do the math. 15,000. That's right. I'm, uh, <laughs> You're right. You're I'm right. batting my eyebrows at the at my eyelashes at the listeners right now to know that uh, 45 pounds. I have all ten of my fingers, unlike some people we know. Mm. So. Mm. so yeah, use those fingers. Type in the76.com and then type in WSLS25 for 25 percent savings on your next order. That is Alice Kirshner level segue. That was amazing. Yeah, that was really good. Um, so we we are not going to go through all forty nine bowl games, especially since well, seven or eight of them have been played. Right, right. Uh, but we thought we might uh, go through at least the New Year's six. That sounds great. Um, New Year's six, and of course the big yeah, yeah, of course the Georgia game. But Scott, you said you and, had, and the January and January second uh, uh, noon game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess we could do one more. I have to say, do you realize? And should we have a Mike Leach moment? Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, I think it'd be great. So, will our friend Dave Johnson point this out? Mm. It's like. Illinois mm. played Alabama when Bear Bryant, and the coach right. died immediately after. <laughs> yeah, so this is the second time, and and, and uh, it is worth noting. I have to say, uh, listen for the record, Mike Leach is the number of hosannas for him uh, were incredible. Like, uh, is is truly remarkable. It's a good reminder. 
We were back in the early days of Kirby, and we talked about, like, dude, just get the press on your side. There's no right. downside to it. Right. There's no downside. Mike Leach, he's very much like Jim Beheim in college basketball. He would answer, if you got his number, he'd be like, who's this? And he would talk to you for a half an hour. He could get any student. I have, I have friends, student journalists that I've talked to that, like, just they're like it was amazing. I called Mike Leach and he talked to me for forty five minutes. Yeah. Like he is in he's famous for doing that. I think sometimes there's this idea that like that uh, um, that the press likes people that see the world that they do. The press likes people that talk to them. Yeah. And Mike it makes their job easier. Yeah, and Mike Leach would talk to anyone at all times, for better and for worse mm-hmm. sometimes. But I think that like um, I, I the, for me the Mike Leach thing. I've I've reviewed the book uh, The Perfect Pass uh, for the Wall Street Journal. It's about how mummy and the whole and and but that if you get a chance if you want the essence of Mike Leach, first off go back and read the great Michael Lewis piece about Mike Leach. Uh, Google right now Michael Lewis Mike Leach. It is a terrific. That's the guy of course that wrote Moneyball and the the Blind Side and um, the Big Short. One of the great. Yeah. Journalist of our time wrote a wonderful, wonderful piece about Mike Leach, and because he's because not only is this um, this American original that would be he was so influential in the college football game that like as Andy Staples who, who wrote a book with him, um, uh, sorry Bruce Feldman, excuse me, wrote a book with him, uh, talked about the idea that like if you knew the the coaching tree for Mike Leach is wider than anyway, it's not championshipish. But it is bigger, and the game is just played differently. What, look at I don't know if, if uh, uh, Brady and LSU happen without Mike Leach. I don't know if Oklahoma now slash USC happens without Mike Leach. He is a was a pioneer in offense that changed the way that college football is played and got it away from man ball. And got away from man ball. Mm-hmm. And I would argue, um, as much as I like man ball, because it usually means my team wins. Uh, people like like what's gotten to college football hugely popular points and unpredictability Mike Leach is right in the center of all of that and remember when his, he first faced LSU first game in the SEC he just took it to him you know yeah. defending champion LSU yeah. and, and down in, in Tiger Stadium and you know the true testament of somebody that transcends college football transcends sports is when my kids, well, not necessarily my, my boys, but my daughter and my wife pay attention to him. And the fact that my, when my wife found out that he had passed away, you know, she had a moment of like, oh, you know, he was that guy. Because I remember when he was hired at Mississippi State, I was like, guys, y'all are going to believe this. And I found some YouTube clip of some of his greatest lines oh, yeah. and played that for him. And they're in stitches. About he was on Friday Night Lights, he, too. Right, when he was in <laughs> at Washington State. So, you know, I mean, I don't. I've always enjoyed Mike Leach. I think he was great for the game. I'm glad that we had him in the SEC, and I'm glad that Georgia got to play him a couple times while he was here. Yeah, and I think the thing about Mike Leach, look, no relation. He was yeah, no, no, no. He was a complicated person, right? Let's let's be clear. He um, he. That's what was fun about it. Yeah, I think that was that was what's fun about it. In in. Whether you had certain feelings about how whatever his worldview was, um, you cannot take away from the fact that this is a guy that just loved living and loved people. Yeah. And you know, like of the article you're talking about talks about Leach going on a recruiting trip with Hal Mummy and ended up in Key West. Hmm. And 
sitting at Captain Tony's. And look, Captain Tony is a subject of a Jimmy Buffett song called Last Man Going Paris. Yeah. And like he literally sat there until Captain Tony showed up and sat and established a lifelong relationship with Captain Tony, who is one of the great raconteurs of the history of the world. I've had the chance to sit in Captain Tony's and talk to Captain Tony. It should surprise no one that I will talk to anybody too. <laughs> so that I do feel a certain kinship there. Um, the other thing is there is a little bit of a UGA connection and not just in the football coaching world. Stetson Bennett's high school coach was Sean Pender, yeah. whose offensive coordinator at Valdosta State was Mike Leach. Uh, and, and Sean Pender set basically all the Gulf South receiving records because he was the best on that team at running to running to grass and having a quarterback throw the ball to him, uh, which is the simplicity of the Mike Leach system uh, and running the pure uncut air it's raid. Simpli- simple. Like that right. is... No, right, yeah. right. I mean, Leach basically wanted to train his quarterbacks to not even run the play yeah. that was called. Yeah. Uh, he wanted... He basically... Backyard football. Right, backyard football. I, I, I mean, Chris Brown of Smart Football had one of the greatest stories ever yeah. uh, that if you ever read the book, Smart Football, he talks about going to, you know, Leach's camp. And he was like... Leach sit there and like, um, hey, why'd you throw the ball there? It's like, well, I was trying to throw it. It's like, throw the ball. That guy, he's He's open. And he's like, well, Coach, I, was trying to say, I don't, I don't care. Throw it to the open guy. <laughs> it's like, don't overthink it, man. Yeah, it's right. Don't overthink it. Uh, and you know, there, uh, there, there's a whole world out there that uh, people are wanting to, um, people are wanting to to vilify him in a way. And I, I know the stuff they're saying is unfair. I I know the stuff is unfair. Whatever. Like, but honestly, man, I don't care that he watched Newsmax. Like, right? He was a like, he was a fun breath yeah, of like, fresh air that right. changed it up and made. This sport yeah, fun, yeah. and I think we're all less for it. Yeah, I agree. And for what it's worth, there was a about an eight-hour stretch where I thought, "Oh wow, Illinois made it to a New Year's Day bowl game, and they're not going to play, and it's going to get canceled." So yeah. also, uh, that, yeah, I'm not sure. They're I playing, play they're they're playing, they're playing. Not sure I want to play Mississippi State right now. Did you? It's very weird because, like, definitely the uh, I've already inured myself to watching that game and realize no one is going to mention Illinois at all that entire three and a half hour game. But that's okay. And I, if Illinois wins, everybody's gonna be like, "Dead gum at Illinois," yeah. you know. Like, if, <laughs> if I, I, I was I was nine years old. Bert should wear a crop top. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, the extended Bert, by the way, if you guys saw that, Bert got extended today. Yes, twenty eight. Yep. So. Uh, but I, I actually was the old, I was I watched the Liberty Bowl mm-hmm. that oh yeah, Brian, right yeah eighty two right it was and remember I was like eight seven eight years old and I was just getting into sports <clears throat> I didn't know who Bear Bryant was right I just knew Illinois against opponent and so I was very annoyed I remember I vividly remember being a kid being like why aren't they talking about Illinois we're in this bowl game this is amazing. Obviously now, who gives a crap about Illinois playing in that game? But that's kind of the myopia of being a sports fan. And so I've already now I'm an adult, so now I know I understand this will be all about Mike Leach, which is totally fine. And uh, I just hope that uh, hope Illinois beats him anyway. And and I can't confirm it because I haven't seen Hale State's uh, Twitter account confirm it, but I've seen the mock-ups of, of the, the helmet, helmet they're yeah. wearing, and it's a pirate flag oh, on a white kind of, helmet. Yeah, cool. with the maroon. And flag. I hope they do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So let, let's keep our fingers crossed for that uh, very special yeah. uniform. You know, to, to be honest, other than, I mean, for a Power 5 program, Mississippi State was the perfect place for him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because they, they embrace weird yeah. uh, in a way that other places won't. Yeah. Um, 
he kind of got to do what he wanted to do without the the crushing pressure of you better go win all the games. Yeah. Um, he won the game he has to win. Yeah. Um, you know, if it, it was like he Ended was being his last game. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, and, and of course, being a Michigan at, at Washington State, you could say the same thing. But it's a little isolated there. Plus, Washington State, there. If he's little, gonna be an SEC coach, it had to be Mississippi State. Yeah, That's what it is. yeah, it's a little more practical. I mean, yeah. look, Washington State's a little more practical, right? They're yeah. they're all farmers. They're and I don't I don't mean that a bad way. I it's know. just they just have a certain sensibility about them. I'm like Mississippi State's crazier than hell. Oh yeah, right, and times. they embrace it. Yeah. So so sad day, sad day. Yeah. So you want to cover just the New Year's Six balls or and, the and, SEC and, balls and, 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 and Illinois, Illinois Michigan, yeah. uh, Mississippi State. All right, Illinois, you... Mississippi State, New Year's Six, and the and the playoff games. Okay. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Let's start with. Uh, we should not start on New Year's Eve. You want to start? That's with where New York Six is. Wake Forest and Missouri. Sure. What, was that New York Six? That's not New York Six. It's an SEC game. Are we going to talk about SEC? Let's just do the Big Six. Yeah, and yeah. then and Wake New Forest. Year's... By the way. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The New Year's Six balls. Um, all right. Let's go with uh, what is it? The Cotton. Cotton. Who's playing in the Cotton? Is that Alabama? Is that no, that's going to be uh, USC. Oh, and USC. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. See, it threw me off because it says January 2nd. I forgot January 1st is on a Sunday, so right. NFL's playing that day. Which is a bummer because, by the way, Illinois, like, we want to be able to say we were the New Year's, Eve, New Year's Day game, and we almost are. Um, <laughs> USC Tulane, yeah. Uh, it's Caleb. Well, it doesn't, like, it's I mean, still he's up coming in the back, air. I guess. Yeah. It still seems kind of weird. Uh, I just wonder how he's going to write on his uh, fingernails, yeah. like yeah. Tulane. There's too many fingers. I have to say, I would love for Tulane F to win this. Brady. I'm very fond. I'm fond of Tulane. Tulane's a big part of the new book, by the way. Um, and I'm very really? fond of Tulane. And not just because they are the same uh, nickname as my beloved Mattoon High School Greenwave. But um, I just, I think, for the record, USC losing in that game hides the fact that it would have been kind of amazing if he would have gotten them in the playoff his first year. Yeah. Yeah, like that would have been with a bunch of transfers. Yeah, and it's really kind of terrific. So I think that uh, I think he's building something good there, and I think I'm going to take USC. Yeah, I'm getting I, the, the talent differential tells me. I'm like, what Tulane even did, with opt outs, even with opt outs, yeah. even with whatever. Yeah, what Tulane did this year is super interesting. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say I like Tulane. I like the concept of Tulane. <laughs> right? They're a former SEC school, uh, and not because if they're it were a food, school. what would it be? Tulane. Yeah, Tulane would be. Mm, let's see. Ooh, a really good, um, a really good appetizer. Let's see. Blooming like, onion. Uh, no, 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 like like grilled squid. Like oh, okay. something, something a little fancy, something uh -huh. you don't ordinarily get. Right. But well, that you, fits for the French Quarter. Yeah, too. Right. But not like foie gras. But not foie gras. Right. 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 You you eat it and you're like, that's really good. Yeah. More places should have this. Yes. Right. Right. But this is. But now I'm going to have my actual meal. Now I'll have a meal. So yeah. So um, I, I, like I said, I'm on the record. I, I didn't not mean to praise. Uh, I, I love the SEC and hate all the schools in it, but Georgia. Um, but having said that, like the season they had, and they finally built an on-campus stadium instead of playing the Superdome. Like they're. I mean, I'm not saying they're building towards something because it's Tulane, but they beat the Big Twelve champion this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Of course they did. They beat Kansas State. Um, so I'm going to pick Southern Cal, but. It's it's hard to pick against a team that is up and ready to play this game against a team that is probably just a little bit disappointed. I'm still picking Southern Cal. Do not be surprised if Tulane does some no yeah. makes some noise here. I'll be for, for Tulane. There's no question about it. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see Tulane win, but I think Southern Cal is going to do what they did against Utah, but not stop doing what they were doing against Utah. Right. And actually win the game going away. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, what, what, what day and time is that? It's uh, January 2nd at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. So noon kickoff in Dallas. Yeah. Orange Bowl. So uh, Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. We've Sorry. got Alabama versus the Big 12 champion, Kansas State. I think, um, and everybody's going to predict this, but I kind of follow this. I kind of agree with it. This is kind of like the Alabama-Utah game of a couple of years ago where Alabama just <clears throat> didn't care and got housed by Utah. I think Kansas State probably beats them. Man, I thought that three weeks ago, but with Bryce Young playing this game, and who's the other one that said they're coming? Will Anderson playing yeah. this game. I think Kansas State's about to find out about a focused Alabama team that has Nick Saban mad at them. I have to say, I think Alabama's going to freaking crush them. I mean, really? just I really wear do. them and, and I like out. Kansas State. I like Kansas State, and I like what he's building. And for the record, if they win this game, there's going to be big – Texas beats Georgia in the Sugar Bowl vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's bigger than that. Yeah, I think it's like, uh, a yeah. Knicks lost. The, Knicks lost it. No, I mean, I mean from Kansas State's. No, if Kansas State wins, yeah. it's yeah. going to be Nick has lost. I it. know, but I'm saying from Kansas State's perspective, it's going to be big. Like here, like he's here they come. Yeah, sort yeah. of vibes. So um, you're saying Sam Ellinger is going to come up there and proclaim their back? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, perhaps. <laughs> but I am, uh, I am, t- I am taking Alabama in this game. Yeah, Alabama big. All right, and then we've got another New Year's Six Bowl. It's on Friday, December 30th. Did you guys see Devin Leary went to Kentucky, by the way? That, that broke really? I saw Devin Leary was going to yeah. Illinois oh. was a possibility because his brother's going to Okay. we got the Orange Bowl with two predominantly orange teams. Oh, um, I think the winner— Guys, watch this game on black and white. The, um, the, the winner of this game should ship their trophy to Shane Beamer at South Carolina. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that. Scott? That's the funniest thing you've ever said. I, I wouldn't go that far, but it's definitely funny. This guy says a lot of funny stuff. Um, I, I, it's just hard for me to not pick Clemson. I would love to pick Tennessee. It'd be fun, but like they don't like Hyatt is not playing in this game, yeah, and like, neither is Hooker. So yeah, yeah, no. it's, it's hard to like. They don't, Even if it were, I think Kate, like the whole Tennessee thing is having a really good quarterback that runs a really awesome offense, and they don't have that. And then they lost their yeah. offensive coordinator to South. And Florida. Clemson's got something to prove, and I think Clemson. I think yeah, I think Kate Klubnik has been the answer all along, and you know, where's Uagale going to transfer? Don't know yet. Oh, okay. You know, you know who Illinois' big uh, who they think they might be getting Hudson Card. Yep, from uh, oh, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hudson Carter's okay. the big yeah. rumor for Illinois. That'd be right a big now. get. He is really good at hand the ball off. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That we, that's he's a beautiful <laughs> so, offense, dude. I, no, I am low. You ever if you listen to this podcast for all twenty five years, you know how much I love Brett Belima. Yeah, yeah. Belima. <laughs> are we all picking Clemson on this? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, can I think those are all the New Year's Six balls? Rose Bowl. Right? Oh yeah, the Rose Bowl. Um, that is on January second. <laughs> the smirk. That you just made when you said Rose Bowl is a sign that it's time for them to give up the ghost. Merely, merely the granddaddy of them all. I grew up like for the record. I grew up thinking the Rose Bowl was bigger than the Super Bowl. Mm. Like the Rose Bowl was the biggest thing that you could possibly go to because it snowed from November fifteenth to March fifteenth. These days of those days have like have obviously passed. And I would argue just the idea of because I don't think that you're wrong. I'm not making fun of your sport. Yeah, no, you're right. Generally, the vibe about like. Right, these those guys. Like, is Rose Bowl the Nebraska of bowls? Yeah, this weird though. I mean, three weeks ago, Ohio State told the Rose Bowl, you know, you can pass us on yeah. the Rose Bowl, yeah, yeah, yeah. put us in a different bowl game, yeah. right? Because I don't we, think the Rose Bowl had a problem with that. We played there last year. No, I think they've been fine because they were like, yeah. yeah, give us Penn State because yeah. all those jokers that would get in a swimming pool in Jacksonville on New Year's Day are going to come to go to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so not, I, yeah, not a metaphor. Yeah, uh, I will take. I'm actually going to take Penn State in this game. Wow. 
Yeah. Oh, I think Utah's going to wear them out. I, I just think I think Utah is. I think Kyle Whittingham is trying to make a point. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and I get will. It. I get it. But yeah, I think Utah as well. Let's I do, think there may be more Penn State fans there than Utah fans by a considerable amount. Let's also, yeah. before we get to Illinois and Mississippi State, let's do LSU-Purdue. Uh, I, f- I find that interesting because Purdue lost their coach. But you know who they have as their coach. But they're getting... Illinois' defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters. That is who Purdue's new coach is. Is it yeah. per, isn't Drew Brees going to help out or he's something? He's like helping with the transition. But okay. Yeah, it, so... For the record, say what you will. We can he's, all mock our Illinois stuff. We can, mock, we can talk about Illinois all we want. But, like, for the record, what's the sign of a healthy program when you start losing your assistance yep. to Power 5 programs? Illinois' defensive coordinator is now the coach at Purdue and took Illinois' defensive back coach to be his defensive coordinator. Like, there's clearly vibes happening there. I, I was hoping he was going to go to Colorado. Ryan Walters is a graduate of Colorado, so mm-hmm. he's going to go there. I see where they took Dion. But the point is, is that like, I mean, Illinois, I mean, <clears throat> Illinois was like, Illinois' last defensive coordinator, I think, is like selling insurance in South Bend somewhere, like a suburb of South Bend. The idea that their coaches are now becoming... Uh, it's Big Coning, right? Yeah, Big Coning's still hanging around. Is he really? There's a few of those guys, right? Like, have I ever told you the Vic Koning story? No, I don't think I know the Vic Koning. So, Vic Koning almost was defense coordinator here, and the day he was announced as defense coordinator at Illinois, mm-hmm. I worked at Illinois at the time. I was—is it? Let's see, third, fourth—is it Third Street that runs on the backside of Memorial? No, First Street. First, first Street. Street. I was on First Street, right there, First Street and Neal. Mm. And I was—I pulled up to the light, was about to turn left, like I was going home, and a. Brand new black Ford Crown Victoria pulls up beside me. Uh-huh. Ron Zook is driving. Ron Zook is like sitting as far to the side. He's driving far to the side as he can, leaning on the left, looking out the window. I look over and Vic Koning is on the other side, leaning and staring out the other side. The, they had just had the press conference where they announced Vic Koning as the D, DC. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah, 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 it didn't go well. Though he did, when Zook got fired, he did coach the bowl game. He did coach the bowl game. Uh, so. Point is, is that like uh, Purdue is, it's weird because when we think of Purdue, I say I thought Munkin was a logical candidate for Purdue. He's from the Midwest. He's a, like, I was actually surprised that they went with Walters. Because they're both Royals guys, both Munkin and I just Ryan. Munkin doesn't want to coach. I I think Munkin's perfectly happy taking this three and three million dollars a year and coaching offensive coordinator. I, I guess. I mean, like, remember he was a head coach one time. I know, I know, I know. And he's I like, know. he's fifty six yeah. years old. Yeah, I get it. Give me four it. more years of this. I can retire. So I get. Beach, it. I can I fish. I, get I can coach Army. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. But like, it's worth knowing that like of the five Royals finalists, like. Walters, the guy that got the fruit job, is, was one of them, like Munkin was. Yeah. So, yeah. like, clearly that that was there. But I'm going to go ahead and say LSU. I don't actually think Purdue's that good. And, uh, Agreed. It yeah. was, uh, and, Nussmeyer's out there just yeah. launching, you know, yeah. 50-yard bombs. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking LSU in this game. And, yeah. and real quick, Kansas, Arkansas, and then Texas Tech, Mississippi. The Texas Bowl, Texas Tech, Mississippi, Liberty Bowl, Kansas, Arkansas. Kansas Arkansas is really interesting. I sure think, it is. I think Arkansas wins. Should have been Kansas Missouri. Yeah, that would have been better. Uh, we only plays at Kansas next year. Really? That's it's... that's one of not conference games. Is at Kansas. Okay. Kind Guys, can we can we talk for a second about Eli Drinkwitz like not wanting to play Kansas in the bowl game? They showing up at the border battle yeah. and with a sign saying five tier one violations. 
Come on, man. Yeah. We're the SEC. Don't be that guy. Act like you've been there, man. Give the ball back to the ref. Act right. Like you've been there. Right. It's it's. I was really mad at him. Yeah. Look, I don't hate I don't hate Missouri like some people on this podcast. Yeah, but they're about to get their ass whipped but, on Thursday night. By the way. Yeah, I think you're right. What about uh, Notre Dame South Carolina? Really intriguing Gator Bowl game. Is uh, you think South Carolina still has the magic? It's so hard to guess. It's like they they're playing above their heads. It's weird. I would just say think, Freeman's got something to kind of like Freeman needs to not lose this. I mean, game. I think Notre Dame wins, yeah. but do not be like the range of scores on this game yeah. is like forty to fifteen South Carolina to forty to fifteen Notre Dame. Yeah. Speaking of Notre Dame, by the way, I was at uh, State Farm Arena. Oh, you were. That was a good win. Good. Yeah, I saw you went to that game. Georgia. Yeah. That was the best game I have seen Georgia play. Dude, they played since really, Ant Man really was here, well. and maybe yeah. before. Mm-hmm. It was easily the that that was the best half of basketball we played since yeah. Alabama. Last and Notre Dame year. is not. This is not a top shelf Notre Dame team, but like Georgia was obviously it's a power five team. Yeah. Oh, they're good. I mean, they they beat Michigan State this year. Well, it kind of makes up for that disappointing tech loss. The tech loss, and that was a frustrating loss. But like, even for that, like tech—I think we discussed this when we discussed that game. Tech is like where tech is like mature right now. Like tech is like should be what they want to be, better than they are. And and, and like I said, they're not good. Yeah. Whereas like like White basically has a couple random transfers mm-hmm. and that team that won six games last year. There's good stuff happening. This is still not. They're not gonna. I I this SEC's. Really good this year. I don't know if it's going to go well for Georgia, but like they are obviously, profoundly, and immediately better, and in a way that is fun to watch. So. Look, the SEC might be the best conference in basketball right now. I mean, they're top stacked. to bottom, top they're to stacked. bottom. It, so, and it's also there's also a world where Georgia goes a game under 500 in the conference and makes the NIT. It makes the NIT. No, no they could. It beat the right people, you make the NCAA. I'm not sure they you got to go 500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go 500. Game under, you got a shot. If, if, if you're if you go if you go a game under, you, I, you, I you have to sneak yeah. up and you have to. I think they need to win Alabama record. and yeah. Auburn. Yeah, but then you're going to have a bad loss to like somebody. If, you, if that's you're, probably yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, but I think that yeah, well, the, the good they're good. They, they are fun to watch. They were clearly the better team. Which yes. is the, I, it's been a long time since I watched Georgia play anyone, including like Hampton, and thought, oh, this is obviously the better team. They were obviously the better team, and it was really fun to watch. We did the craziest thing: we ran a full court press, and it worked. I think they mm. were. I mean, they're legitimately. They're so well coached. Like they are so well coached. They're not that much more talented than they were last year. But no. they're so better coached, yeah. and you can see it. And yep. it's. Fun to watch. So I will be there tomorrow against Chattanooga. The team Same. almost Same. beat Illinois in the tournament last year. Same. And uh, then they play Ryder. Mm. Trivia question for everyone. What state is Ryder in? Probably Ohio. Pennsylvania. New Jersey. Oh. New Jersey. Ryder Close. New Jersey. Trivia time. Trivia time. All right. Go ahead. Uh, back to, back I guess to your football. The games. real ones know. I guess we're talking about the Fiesta Bowl. We should. Um, TCU and Michigan. TCU's 12-1 recent loss in the Big 12 championship game to K-State. Michigan's last game, they housed Ohio State in uh, in Columbus. And, um, I mean, I, I, am, I grew up a big TCU fan because my mom went to TCU. Um, I mean, big, you know, that's relative. Oh, she went to SMU. No, she went to TCU. I'm sorry, and, I did uh, that. And, uh, you know, I had a purple TCU baseball hat growing up. And... Um, you know, I wish that 
you know, my mom, I mean, I don't want to get too personal, but you know, my mom has been suffering from Alzheimer's for years. And this is one of those moments where, you know, gosh, it just takes so much from you. And this would have been so much fun for us to, to deal with, uh, together. But She's, was she a really big fan? That she, did she oh watch yeah, she would always you know complain about Jim Wacker, who was their coach, <laughs> and saying how they weren't good, oh, and talking great. about all the Texas A and M Aggie fans that she had to deal with. Oh, and, see, I didn't know she was. I didn't know she was that. Yeah, she was that dedicated. Awesome. She was really into it. So it's it's bittersweet. So I really hope TCU wins. I'll deal with the whole ramifications of Georgia mm-hmm. ends up playing TCU, but I'm going to go with the Horn Frogs because they've been fun to watch this year. And um, you know, don't sleep on uh, don't sleep on their quarterback. So my concern, uh, I have to say, for the record, if TCU wins this game, you thought Ohio State, Michigan, uh, yeah. Georgia was intense before. Like it's yeah. going to feel like, and which is probably not fair. It's probably not fair to to think of it that way because if you beat Michigan, you're obviously pretty good. They've been good all year. But I have to say, I think whoever if TCU wins this game. I think whoever wins the Ohio State Georgia is going to be eleven to twelve, maybe mm. even more point favorite. Oh, it has two thousand twelve uh, Georgia Alabama vibe. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's no question about that. And but even that Notre Dame was, would, I would argue, was. I mean, we didn't know that Mante Teo was dealing with this <laughs> difficult breakup at the time. So, um, <laughs> but I think that uh, that I, I I think that if TCU wins this game, I think that. Whoever wins is a fourteen point favorite against TCU. Sounds yeah, right. I agree. Um, the thing that I want to do the TCU thing, and my problem with it is, it's not like they lost to Kansas State because of a bunch of flukes. Like no. Kansas State kind of just beat them. It was a good game, yeah. obviously, but like I, I don't. Kansas State would not. I, I think a not really caring that much Alabama team is going to stop Kansas State. So I don't. I obviously don't think that highly of them, and I think they beat TCU straight up. And I think that I think TCU has earned the right to be here, and I think they they absolutely should be here. I just think of the four teams, I think they're clearly the worst, and so I, I feel comfortable taking. I feel comfortable taking Michigan, but it would be fun, man, if TCU wins this game. Who boy, that would be fun. That would be that would add. That would add a lot of spice. Yeah, because we saw Georgia beat Michigan by, thir- what, 30 points last year. Yeah, but I mean, I think Michigan's better than they were last year. Sure. I think Michigan is. Like, Michigan, I would argue Ohio State scares me more than Michigan, but Michigan, Michigan is scary. And particularly if they stomp TCU, as I'm about to pick them to do, <laughs> um, I think that will that will add to their, get a little bit more hair on their chest. But uh, um, I'm taking Michigan. But if TCU wins this, that would be that would be something. Yeah, I I, I think I'm with Will here. Um, I think <laughs> as strange as it sounds, Michigan don't jump out to a big lead. Um, yeah. TCU spent all season coming from behind uh, and wound up winning games the last second. Uh, also, this game's within four points with two minutes to play. Turn out the lights, TCU's winning. Yeah. Um, it is funny. Like if, if TCU would have beat Kansas State the way they beat everybody all year, I think a ton of people would be picking TCU. In this yeah, game. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, even he, I mean, even though everybody's favorite uh, ginger quarterback, sorry, Andy Dalton. Oh my God, they're all from TCU. <laughs> they're all from TCU. Um, is uh, is has decided to go pro. Uh, I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Um, I just it's just really hard to pick hard to, to pick against yeah. Michigan here. Um, I, Michigan has a. Um, Everything Michigan does is directly counter to what TCU does well. 
they they play such discipline back end uh back end uh defensive pass defense um and they they get after the quarterback really well and TCU has shown that they're ambivalent at times to uh to good rushing teams um but TCU wins this game guys guys that Saturday night game in in the dome oh, in Mercedes gosh. Benz is going to be crazy because it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of energy a lot of oh my god this game's for the national championship mm-hmm. energy so I'm picking Michigan and then we've got uh, eight o'clock on uh, December thirty first uh, make sure that you are with a loved one so you can wish them happy New Year because you will still be there in the third quarter in, in the third yeah. quarter. Um, for that, but we got Georgia taking on Ohio State. You know, the last time Georgia this this game will be played almost thirty years to the day. The last time Georgia played Ohio State, and I'm sure most of y'all know this, but I'll remind it for the few that are listening that don't realize this. But uh, Georgia last played the only time they played Ohio State was on January first, nineteen ninety three. The quarterback for Ohio State was Kirk Herbstreet. The long con <laughs> is now over. He's going to reveal himself. <laughs> Now to be a complete turncoat to the Georgia Bulldogs, but the the you can take solace in the fact that his last collegiate pass was intercepted by Mike Jones in the end zone, preserving a twenty-one to fourteen Georgia victory in the Gator Bowl. Um, Citrus Bowl. A, Citrus Bowl. Thank you. Uh, another interesting thing: the last time Georgia had a Heisman finalist was nineteen ninety-two. That was Garrison Hurst. He was on that team. We have that again this year with uh, Stetson Bennett. He was also Bennett. MVP. He was also MVP. So and future Phoenix slash Arizona Cardinals star. And then uh, what broke his leg for the yeah. Niners or something? Uh, that uh, something right, about yeah. that. But anyway, so I'm going to think that since Georgia won by seven back 30 years ago, beating Kirk Herbstreit with a Heisman finalist toting the rock, I'm going to say Georgia wins. Let's add a few more touchdowns for them, but it's going to be a <laughs> touchdown, even easy to figure out game. I'm going to say Georgia wins 35 21. What I want this game to be is I want it to be the Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want. I want them this to be a potentially high powered offense that just runs into issues because they're playing Georgia. I actually think that Ohio State has more talent on offense than Tennessee does. And so I think, and more to the point, they are more prone. The thing about Ohio State is you can hold them down for a while, and then they're going to make it like a huge play. There will be somebody that will do something. The question is, is where is Georgia going to be when that happens? Because that, that play's coming. When that play happens, there's going to be a play where Ohio State's going to have like third and 24. Clip this. There's going to be a play where there's going to be like third and 24, and we're all roaring. It's all awesome, and someone's going to break free, or someone's going to make a crazy athletic play, and they're going to score a touchdown. We're going to freak the hell out. Because Ohio State's got a ton of offensive talent. I mean, it's funny. The, the, we haven't even talked about signing day because signing day <laughs> is so weirdly timed now. It's almost kind of anticlimactic, really. Oh, sure. Um, but. The thing that we keep talking about in the signing day, and the, th- the reason that I think Georgia is actually, unlike last year, probably going to get a transfer or two this year is I think Georgia wants some wide receivers. And Ohio State has wide receivers that Georgia are, is envious of. I don't, like, Georgia would love to have Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, there's, like, there's not a lot of times this year where you've seen Georgia play a team and be like, oh, man, they would totally be better if they had that guy. And there's multiple guys on that, particularly in the wide receiving thing. That makes me a little bit nervous because Georgia has had 
some problems. In, like I'll put it this way: it'd be really nice to see Ringo get his act together because they're going to need him. Because mm-hmm. if he plays like he did against LSU, and again, not all of that was his fault. I think that he there were a couple of things that looked like it was his fault, but it was actually more of a of a of a of a team thing. But they like they need him to be great because th- that's their strength. I think if Georgia can hold, I think that big play's coming and it's going to be scary. I think it may even be scary heading into the fourth. I just think that Georgia is too physical and too talented that I can totally see Georgia having a like a seven point six seven point lead with the ball in the fourth quarter and wearing Ohio State down and ultimately running the clock out. I will take Georgia 31, um, Ohio State 27. Wow. Okay, so um, everything Will just said. Um, yeah, I, I can't disagree with anything Will said there. Um, when, when I think about what Ohio State needs to do to win this game versus what Georgia needs to do to win this game, the – for the first time in 14 games, the balance is it's uh, Ohio State needs to do a couple things. Georgia needs to do one thing. Yeah. Um, the good news is, is the one thing is run the football for Georgia. And I think they will be able to do that. Run uh, the ball and hit the tight end. I feel like right, the tight end Right. Well, I mean, they're, they're tied together. Right. They are tied together. Um, I am. Um, as I start off the show, uh, talking about Ryan Day versus Kirby Smart, um, what Ryan Day wants to do is he wants to feel comfortable running the things he knows they can run. Um, and he will do that to a fault unless he has learned how to be different since the Michigan game. I think that comes back to bite Michigan. Um, Kirby shown that he, has the ability to grow and is willing to hand over the offense to Munkin and let Munkin do his thing, regardless of what's working, right? Go get me some points. Do that offense shit, as we often say. Um, That leads me to believe that there's going to come a a point in the game state where Georgia gets the ball late and just needs to run the ball to kill the clock, whether that that means – I mean, look, late means – it could mean eight minutes and have a seven-minute touchdown drive. Late could be four minutes. Or and, seven minutes and they'd run out the clock. And right, right, or, or four minutes and run the clock out, right, whatever it is. Um, if we get in that situation, I feel totally comfortable in Georgia's ability to do that. I will take Georgia winning 34-24. to 34-24. All right. All right, well, this is it's, – it's, it's fun to sweat a little bit, I'll, I'll say, that like – like I'll put it this way: if if USC wins that game and Georgia's playing USC right now, or if TCU lo- if USC would have won, do you think they would have been ahead of TCU? Yes, I agree. I think Georgia would have played TCU, and I would. I, Southern I, Cal. No, I'm saying if USC would have won and TCU would have lost, do you think mm-hmm. USC would have gone yes. above TCU? Yeah, oh, TCU yes. Yeah. Four. Yeah. yeah. So I and I and I, right. I, yeah. and I I don't mean if it's a TCU and maybe they they beat Michigan and beat Georgia in the national championship game and I feel like a jerk. But, like, I would not be sweating this game if they were playing TCU. Uh, I'm sweating it a little, to be honest. I'm sweating this game. Yeah. And, uh, um, and it's so always nerve-wracking when you give a team this talented an extra life. <clears throat> yes. And, and they have one. Because they were done. Yeah. And that always makes you a little nervous with that. 
Which which brings up something in the game that we sh- that we maybe should have talked about an hour ago, but don't let steam off the mat. Yeah. Don't let them off the mat. Look, I'm not saying we can't get a blow for blow thing. Do not let them don't off the mat. Don't pull an LSU. Do not pull an LSU. Yeah, yeah. You get up 30 points. Stay up 30 points. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Trade touchdown for touchdown. Stay up 30 points. Um, one last thing I did want to mention. Uh, I should have mentioned earlier. Uh, Ohio State uh, redshirt freshman offensive lineman Avery Henry announced today he has bone cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that has anything to do with the game. I just wanted to say that yeah. uh, at least on behalf of us, mm-hmm. uh, we're thinking about Avery Henry and wish him a full recovery uh, from osteosarcoma and um, hope hope he uh, hope he comes out of this um, safely and healthily. And um, and also we forgot to pick the Illinois Mississippi State game. So. Oh, sorry, um, uh, gonna, <laughs> we talked about it a bunch. We also for, Tony also point. forgot to mention Florida losing to Oregon State yeah. already. No, I started earlier. Right. Oh, that's right. That was so long ago. I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. Um, first off, picking Illinois, although I don't like it. Yeah. Second off, I am of the thing. I think it's cute. Florida scored a field goal. To save their scoreless streak, it was a nice touch, and it's a nice touch, and I think that's the best case scenario. Um, good on you guys! So proud of you. That'd be good for you. Good for you. Good for I you. Think, I think it's more fun to be condescending oh. than it is to be like, "Ah, oh, you didn't God. score." Oh, my God. <laughs> good for. I'm honestly like you, that was you, that kick was so good, so good. It, it went, like, went right in the little thing. It went right in the thing. You hit it. So proud of you. Oh. So proud. Billy Napier, six and seven in his first season at Florida. I think he's still coming, but not yeah, this year. Not this year. Um, all right, so we will do a post game show. Hopefully, yes. then we will have to put together a show rather quickly. Yep. Uh, in between the because I leave on Saturday because uh, I will be at the national championship. Yeah, God, whether I leave, Georgia makes it or not, I, I will leave be Wednesday because I have yeah. to be in San Diego for a conference. I'll so be here, here making so we'll, a video of the national championship. After we game. finish recording, we should yeah, yeah we should <laughs> totally nail it down. Um, but uh, until then, we'll we'll do a post game show on New Year's uh, on New Year's Eve. Happy holidays, everyone! Uh, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all of the good uh, all of the good holidays uh, that are happening right now. I'm I think I'm. Famous last words, I think I'm actually done holiday shopping. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I haven't even started. I think I'm done. <laughs> you should start. You're the I most, yeah. you're the most record, husband of husbands. It's, the nine, it's 828 on the 20th right now. So, I know. I need like, to get you're, to work. You're not even, like, Amazon's not going to get here in time. I've walked, oh. I've walked into Best Buy today, and immediately I felt this, like... Like hot air of defeat. Yeah. Like I walked in and I kind of shuffled. I was literally shuffling, like like a. You're sad. the one all the memes are about. Yeah, I had my 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 fingers were curled wow. and you're they like were like the guy in RoboCop after he falls in the toxic way. Yeah, <laughs> before he gets hit by the truck. I didn't even know what to do. I've been asking my Squish. kids like, "What do I get, mom?" And they're like, "I don't know, <laughs> mom <Yeah>. stuff." <laughs> so I'm in a. Say you a prayer get her for me. Makeup. She's in a makeup. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like buying Tony like smoke meats. Yeah, or that's something like, like, like going that. to Alexa and being like, I don't know, what is design stuff? Do you right. want some wallpaper? Right, right. So yeah, just say a prayer for me that I get through this. You'll because, be made. Uh, You'll make it. You'll make it. But, uh, happy holiday, everyone! Is uh, is I'm glad to be able to be back uh, uh, going with this, and uh, it's gonna be a, it's good. I this is the most uh, I, I I'll close this is my little holiday closing message. Um, I am. Uh, I know that we're all done with the pandemic. I am done with the pandemic. But I think it's worth remembering, like what these last couple of Christmases have been like. Mm-hmm. Like even last year was like Omicron was hitting. Everyone was starting to sweat a little bit. This is yeah. You're not sure which family members you 
would feel comfortable inviting to yeah. things. And now or, it's just like, oh, everyone's just sick all the time anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like, whether it's RSV or whatever, or the flu or COVID, at this point, COVID is the least damaging mm-hmm. of the three things you can get sick of, right? Sick from right now. So, uh, I think that, like, it is delightful for me to, like, uh, one of the things I thought of uh, uh, the other day, I was at, a, I was at the REM. Um, right. Uh, the Chronic Town The Chronic Town show, which is really cool. And I, I, I was just really trying to appreciate that I was at a rock show because I spent a lot of time. I was talking to a friend that before and that was a Radiohead fan. And I was talking about how one, during the darkest times of the early days of the pandemic, Radiohead would put up their old full shows on YouTube. And that was kind of the thing that I did after everyone went to bed. I would like watch a Radiohead show and just kind of like, oh, this gonna, I'm going to get to go to one of these eventually. We're gonna, I'm going to go to sporting events again. Gonna, and eventually we'll all be get together at Christmas again. And it feels like that stuff is now unless unless you Part of something weird, yeah. No, I, I was gonna say unless you. Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Uh, I was. I was. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm proud of myself. Remind me when we're done. Okay. To tell I can't, wait to, I can't say. wait to hear what I'm you're gonna proud say. Proud of what I, uh, I didn't say. Self censored. Oh, it was really hard though. Uh, but I'm not gonna say it. Um, but I, uh, it feels like it's it's at a point where uh, everyone just gets together and get back to yeah. what we had, and that is an exciting thing for me. So, yeah. other than that, uh, until then, enjoy the game, everybody. I and I'm sure a lot of people are going. By the way, mm-hmm. I keep forgetting this game is in Atlanta, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people are going. About eighty thousand, yeah, but we're not going. So, um, so be safe, safe out there. Enjoy the game. Until then, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, but mainly Twitter. That's the one we're most prominent on. And also follow our friends at d76.com on uh, social media. Make sure to bookmark their website, d76.com, and their social media is at 76apparel. Uh, Yeah, like Will said, we'll be back uh, after... The Peach Bowl with the post-game show, win, lose, or draw. No, this isn't soccer. This is uh, win or lose. So hopefully it's a big Georgia Bulldog win. And, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. And uh, thanks so much for listening uh, this season. This has been a blast. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on campus sometime in April. And, uh, as always, go dogs. That was a quick fade out. Cool.